You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned on it, no. Plan on it. Welcome, everyone, to another fantastic... Whoa, I think I just broke the couch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take two. Uh, welcome, everyone, to another fantastic episode of Conprov. Joining me today is the wonderful Dr. Paul Constantine. That's me. Hey, Paul. Hey, Sean. How are things going? Things are going pretty well. I am on location here in Denver, Colorado, cold as an MF, uh, <laughs> doing a fun little podcast set with Paul, a good friend from uh, yesteryear. Uh, I think uh, hopefully by now, uh, most people listening uh, understand how it works. Um, Can you remind me? Oh, of course, Paul. Thanks. So uh, here we here on Conprov, we have a conversation that's completely improvised. How about that, huh? Like just, most conversations. Just like everyday life, <laughs> but it's on a podcast. How about that? So you don't have so we do the work for you. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and um we uh I'll pull a word. This time I've got a book, David Sedaris, When You Are Engulfed in Flames. Good read. Yeah, it um, is. Good stories. Good stories. Really recommend it. I'm gonna pull a word from random from this book. And uh, based on that, we'll have a little bit of a word association, and then I'll just ask you a bunch of questions. All right, let's associate. About what comes out. All right, here we go. The word is organizations. Organizations. Boxes. Ikea. Footstool. Escalator. Eskimo. Inuit. Ice cube. Ice tea. Law and order, SVU. The Bachelor, ninth edition. The Bachelor... Eighth edition. Oh, that was my favorite. <laughs> um, the bride to be. The groom to be. The mother to be. The baby to be. The foreskin. The force be with you. And the force be with you. Okay. Thanks. So uh, I think we're ready. I think we're ready to do this. Um, got got some got some good ideas. Uh, so Paul, mm-hmm. um, recent transplant into Denver. Yep. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, really cool furniture and things in here. Thanks. Where do you get such awesome inspiration at Ikea? Uh, you know, you can never take just one trip to Ikea. Everyone who's ever been to Ikea knows that, right? You go once, you go through the showroom, you see a million children, and then you, uh, you know, I, I got some ideas from the from the demos or whatever the displays that they had. They probably call them like demo varticus <laughs> compots. And you're like, right. I can kind of see how that was the English word, you adorable little Swede. <laughs> you little adorable monkey. So uh so yeah, you know, I got a I got a bookcase and a TV stand and a table and then I got this orange couch that really ties the room together. Man, that is nice. No, yeah. it 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 looks yeah, it looks really grown up here, Paul. Thanks. And this this is the first time that I've had a uh, a job that I might stay at for the rest of my life. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. So the Swedes, yep. um, you were saying that uh, you have to go through multiple times. Oh yeah, for sure. You can't just go once. No, you can't. You can't just. You can't just go once. Because once you go, you go and you set up the thing that you got the first time, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I really need that other thing that I saw. Right. And so you have to go back. 
it's basically what IKEA has done is they've turned it in they've turned a furniture store into an all you can furniture store shop buffet, right? Right, with an actual buffet. With an actual buffet yeah, at the there's end. Like a literal buffet also. Um the Swedes are pretty uh entrepreneuring like that. Did you know the IKEA guy apparently drives like some old beat up Volkswagen? That, what? Yeah, the guy who owns runs founded IKEA still drives some old beat up Volkswagen. It's like part of his shtick. Huh. Yeah. So old beat up, does does it really mean old beat up or does it just mean that it's... Do you remember Mike Atkinson's car? Yes. Yeah. I th- that's the one that I imagine. Okay. So Mike Atkinson's car was a, what, like a, a early 80s? Early 80s Volvo. Early 80, 86 maybe. Oh, those so were those are prime years. Yeah. So it was a tank. But weren't there some couple like odd, like, was like speedometer? What was it? I don't think any of the... Ometers worked. Okay, so no yeah. ometers worked. Yeah. But um, who really cares about that, right, when you're driving? Yeah, I mean, you can stick your hand out the window and get a, get a pretty good sense for the velocity. If anybody knows anything about Bernoulli, <laughs> <laughs> you can obviously tell how fast at least your airspeed is. Yeah. Um, which is probably enough. Yeah, if you're, it's if magnitude you're, of your velocity. If you're Swede. Yeah. Um, okay. Or Norwegian. Or Norwegian, yeah. yeah. So uh, that... The Norwegians and the Swedes. I actually think they don't like each other. I think there's a pretty healthy rivalry there. I think there is a healthy rivalry there because, and I don't know how this stereotype would have got started, but I think Swedes are more attractive than Norwegians, and I am basing that on nothing. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and disagree. I think the Norwegians uh, really, really, I would say, you know, because you got to think best case versus average case. I'm going to go average case. Norwegians are better looking than Swedes. Are these like average cold cases or are these? This is this is if you take the average good lookingness of Norway mm. and compare it to the average good lookingness of of Sweden, then uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Norway. Well, Norway would win if you include all of Sweden's barnyard animals. But I'm saying, <laughs> exclude them for the time being, Paul. Do you still feel the same way? <laughs> I will. I will say. I, you know, I've been to Stockholm twice. I think. They're really good looking. Really good looking. Everybody there is tall, yeah. dresses well, attractive. Um, you'd fit right in, except that you have dark hair and dark skin. <laughs> but <Right>. otherwise... <laughs> no, I would totally be down for Stockholm Syndrome. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I think that's what they based... Fall, falling in love with your kidnappers? Yeah. <laughs> falling in love with your like blonde, seven foot tall... Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair skin. <laughs> fair, fair skin. Very fair skin. <laughs> they are some of the fairest people on the planet, both emotionally um, yeah. and uh, physically. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. And speaking of fairness and coldness and, and the, the like, mm-hmm. uh, noticed uh, Colorado, not the not the warmest place. You know, you uh, well, when you got here, it was 60. Right. Yeah. That was Fahrenheit. 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. Yep. And uh, Still well below boiling. And then the last, then the last day and a half or so, it's been in the low twenties, high teens. But that's crazy, Fahrenheit. right? Because I still, it blows my mind that it's it's colder outside than in your freezer. I don't know how cold it is in my freezer. Your you, freezer is basically just below freezing. Is right? it? Yeah. So your freezer generally runs at like thirty degrees. Okay. Thirty-eight, twenty-nine degrees. And so that's when I think it's funny when now you have a gigantic like walk-in freezer outside your right. house. Yeah. Um, but the but you can't, you know, you get like um, cycles, right? So the cycles are, you wouldn't want to put meat 
out there and then all of a sudden it gets 60. Right. So it's not a perfect thermally controlled. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but there are some advantages, right? I mean, you can't drive your car inside your freezer. That's true. Okay. Just uh, saying. Actually, I went to a... No, I'd never have, I've never driven a car into a freezer. Um, but I did go to a bar that was called the Ice Bar that felt like a freezer. In Schweden? No, no. I think... I, I don't know. No, this was in Las Vegas. Oh, because I heard... Of, oh, I have heard about the Ice Bar, right? Yeah, I think it's called Ice Bar. I don't know what it's Where called. Where like the counters are actually fabricated from ice. They are, they are made of ice. And the, wow. the cups that you drink out of are ice and you they give you this like crazy jacket and gloves and hat to wear as you go in there and then you Mm. drink drinks so when you go to an ice bar Mm -hmm. i feel like that really changes the the dating dynamic right yeah um you know it doesn't hurt as much when the girl gives you a cold shoulder right hey oh (laughs) because she i mean she can't help it right just really that (laughs) all their shoulders cold noses cold brows cold furrowed brows it's that much harder to get them to warm up to you (laughs) (laughs) do you write your own stuff (laughs) take it on the road but what was funny about all those jokes is like i feel like they'd only work in like the upper northeast yeah and then in in an ice bar or in scandinavia right like (laughs) how about all those igloos huh (laughs) God, talk about the 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 skiing to work today was pretty bad. Um, do people? I've heard of people doing this, but maybe not in Denver. But like mm-hmm. skiing into work, is that possible um, anywhere in this? Like, does it snow? I think if you are a chairlift operator, I'll bet you could do that. You ski into. Is that work. what you call people that operate elevators here, Paul? <laughs> yeah. Call it a Colorado elevator. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone at my school that uh, skis into work. Maybe maybe at other places. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not sure. I like that idea. Right? I kind of do as well. And after talking with uh, you and and Abby, do your, do your podcast listeners know Abby? They do now. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. Sorry, <laughs> ladies. I am taken. Uh, I am an engaged man in more ways than one. <laughs> You're engaged um, in conversation. I'm engaged right in now. conversation right now. So that's, you know, I wouldn't be able to have a conversation with any lovely listeners that we have. And <laughs> I wouldn't be able to marry or sleep with uh, any any right. ladies or, or men. Right. Those are, are our, listening. that's our sort of cultural standard for engagement. Right. Yeah. And uh, anyway, after talking to you guys, I think cross-country skiing sounds a lot more appealing. And so, uh, you know, if you can cross-country ski, then I'll bet there's a lot more ski into work possibilities. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. Because yeah. there's more country than downhill right i think so yeah there has to be i wonder especially if, google, if you want to ski back sounds like a good google question it'd be hard to ski home if you skied downhill to work unless you lived on the opposite side of town and had the opposite commute of that old man that always said that he <laughs> <laughs> think you're ahead of me here but that old man <laughs> That old man that would hike into school in the snow, right. uphill, both yeah. ways. Yeah. I've never really thought about it. But yeah, the people that lived Edmund, adjacent. Right? Edmund? Edmund. 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 Edmund yeah. That, yeah the old, old man Edmund. Uh-huh. The people that lived adjacent to him had the best <laughs> lives in the world, right? They were like, I don't fucking get it. But I skied downhill to go to school. 
and I put on my downhill skis, and I'm able to come back home without any effort. Yeah. And poor Edmund, right? He's like, what a fucking skier. He sees him like flying by him on the other way. He's like, fucking poor family. Can't afford the house on the top side. He's he's clearly on the wrong side of town. He's clearly on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Groomed to be. That's where I'm at right now, right? So here I am, 31, I think so. 31 for not a whole lot longer. Probably by the time I publish this podcast, I will be 32. Isn't that amazing? I want you to think about that for a second. Yeah, you're right. right? Yeah, Yeah, right. So what's crazy about that is um, age is kind of a... Arbitrary, entirely arbitrary. It's arbitrary. It's also sort of like the world's oldest joke, right? Because when you're five and when you're six and then when you're like 15 and then when you're 16 and then when you're 20, you always are on a stage. I mean, unless you're kind of got some poor health, but you're... Otherwise, you're in a you're in a state where you don't feel as old as the number that you are, right? Like I remember being young. I remember being in high school mm-hmm. and thinking, okay, you know, just kind of want to plan out my life here, uh, graduate college, have some babies, and sort of kind of be done with it by like 45, right? Mm-hmm. Early 40s, and um, you know, be a successful uh, aerospace engineer, or whatever mm-hmm. uh, false ideas or pretenses <laughs> i had um those don't exist for everyone listening at home that's thinking about being a successful aerospace engineer you got to go back in time um yeah right like you've been on this planet now how long have you been on this planet for paul um i'm in my 35th year which means i tell everyone i'm 34 right i mean that's the convention is when you were in your nth year you tell people you're n minus one years yeah. old yeah, I I think it's amazing. I mean, you're almost prime. Um, right? Like 35's not prime. 36 is a prime number? Yeah. 6 times 6. So it's a square. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. No sweat. It's a prime square. <laughs> it is a prime year. So There's this is the problem prime of rib. doing a podcast with somebody <laughs> that has some smarts. <laughs> Sean. Is that... Uh, so Paul... Uh, are a professor of the mathematicos yep applied um, math and stats applied math what do you like to apply it to uh actually aerospace applications aerospace <laughs> well that's been well, a lot of my applications so i'll tell you why because those aerospace engineers they are a bunch of retards <laughs> and they they need your help because they don't understand the math and they're sitting there with their with their wooden blade propellers and their 2D airfoils and they're wondering how they can actually make something fly. Because I love the idea of modeling a two-dimensional airplane. Right. Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, they still don't understand how airplanes fly. <laughs> I don't. A, Man, yeah. I I sit, I'll sit, I'll be in an airplane on a tarmac. I will look out the window and see another plane take off and always amazed. Yeah. Constantly that's amazed. The, that's the thing that really blows my mind is that, okay, I'm not, okay, I'm an aerospace guy, but, mm-hmm. and I've lost some of my like drive to do aerospace things, but still. It's temporary. It's temporary loss. It comes back. Entirely. So I was at the last AIAA meeting in January. AIAA, American Institute for Aeronautics and Astronautics. Just for the couple of people out there that don't know what that means. Right. Um, and I had a long, interesting dinner conversation. So I'm going to ask you as a former student of aeronautics and astronautics. Yes, Paul. Um, when do we get flying cars? And when do we start space, like real space travel, like real space exploration, like leaving, let's say, the moon's orbit? 
Okay, so I think it comes back to what you define. Okay, so the second was clearly defined. Yeah, but flying cars. Flying cars, there have been a couple times where I've taken some apexes pretty hard, mm-hmm. and I swear I've gotten there. Um, <laughs> and so I think we're already there. SF Hills. SF Hills. Yeah. I think you just you need to move to the right city. So I think that one can be just <laughs> scratched off the list. That's a really good point. I didn't say how long does your car have to fly for yeah yeah, right? yeah absolutely okay. right i mean just as long as you're, you're able to point. get some sort of lift yeah. have the tires not in contact with the ground mm-hmm. um but so so we're there so we're, we're that one that one we're, we're already done mm-hmm. um marty mcfly would be pretty fucking happy yeah if he were still around today and not shaking <laughs> um so, so which is so ironic because his best friend was a doctor right right he should have done some blood tests, oh, but man. back in the eighties, they were too busy taking their lewds and their <laughs> and doing their lines um, than to actually get anything done. Yeah. Uh, but the um, the 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 space travel question. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the things that are going on right now, especially with you know some of the work that Elon's doing with SpaceX, right, is probably For, get- former Stanford professor Elon. Musk? Oh no no no! No, I'm thinking of the other guy. Who was the Stanford professor who's now working at Google? Somebody. Professor Smitherjohn <laughs> I don't remember. That was a made-up professor yeah. name. Don't bother googling he, that. He started Desktop Arrow. Oh, Elon. Yeah. Crow. Yes. Like a like a scarecrow, but spelled completely different, which yeah. always weirded me out. You know, he's probably Swedish. <laughs> probably. That is a crazy last name. <laughs> bet that dude, K-R-O-O. I bet that dude hates Norwegians. I bet he hates Norwegians, and I bet he hates Ikea, and yeah. I bet that makes him a bad person inside. <laughs> but space travel. Wait. Did you just ask me about butt space travel? <laughs> <laughs> because this really opens the door... <laughs> On a whole new world. Yeah. But space travel, when I hear that, what I think is actually going on is little microbes that are traveling within the space of your anus, right? Right. And I would also... I would also find something called a moon and then we can get past the moon's orbit like I wanted to. Well, growing up, uh, I remember... (laughs) I guess moon has a really nice relationship to butt space travel exactly yeah so i remember growing up and um one of the one of my earliest memories from childhood is walking into the bathroom because i had to pee Mm -hmm. and uh i think at that time we were like remodeling one of the bathrooms so like my parents and i all had to use the same bathroom and you know parents don't ever lock the doors to anything or at least mine didn't (laughs) And, and so I remember my dad like coming out of the shower and like kind of toweling off and playing that game where it's like half moon, whole moon, half moon, (laughs) whole moon. And I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) And just being like, he never said like full Monty. No, never got to see the Monty. Yeah. I would like to think that I didn't get to see the Monty. I don't, I don't think I've said full Monty in 15 years. It might be the first time I've said that phrase. Full Monty. There was a movie called that a while back. Yeah, that's right. The English movie. Did it have Ricky Gervais? I don't remember. I should just be proud of myself for having a callback to an actual actor. (laughs) I named a person other than like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise because those are the only other two that I know of in in Hollywood. 
Um, which when, is odd because you live there. Almost. Which is odd because I live there. Yeah. Well, I live just south, but still, yeah. I live in LA. In that area. Um, but you the, live south of Monterey. But, so. the, but, the, but yeah, south of Monterey, basically, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Once you get past all the um, the whales Beach. and the and the seals. Oh, those yeah, those whale sea lion things, whatever they are. But the funny part about being in LA when you don't understand or you don't just like keep up with stars or don't know what's going on or rarely watch TV. Um, is I try to play that star game too, where it's like I saw, uh huh, yeah, you know, Miranda Flesher. Like I, that's probably not a star, oh, but okay, <laughs> so that, but that uh, to that? me, to me, that that that's my perspective, right? Like yeah. people name people, then I'm like, oh, oh. wow, that's that's <laughs> right. Is, is he doing well? Is yeah. he is he aged? Does uh-huh. he still have that mole? Um, but he. <laughs> But the thing is, is that I, I will see somebody and again, like I only know like five celebrities. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm out with my fiance. I'm like, hey, look, there's Tom Cruise. Right. And it's just like a short white guy. Right. <laughs> like literally that's all they have in common. Like it could be a ginger, but he's short and he's got glasses and he kind of has that like mouth of a little bit of arrogance. Oh, yeah. The and I'm like, mouth. and I'm like, hey, look. And she's like, that's not Tom. And I'm like, no, it's Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> Ghost Rider. I swear. I, just go up and get his autograph. It's amazing. I love you in that movie. Um, but yeah, so I, I have a great time doing that. But uh-huh. I don't think other people around me find it nearly as fun. <laughs> because they actually know what the stars look like today. Rather than me just sort of doing those uh, time-lapse photos from like... Um, you know when you would watch uh, America's Most Wanted? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it would be like, the last time we saw this man was in 1969, <laughs> over 30 years ago. <laughs> and they would like age his face, and it would look like a California raisin. You're like, oh, yeah. I think I ate <laughs> one of them earlier today. What the? That's amazing. He's high in vitamin C. Um, but the... <laughs> That dude's high on vitamin C. That dude is totally high on the vitamins. <laughs> Woo! So the um, the the other thing that I was thinking about with regard to the uh, the murder mystery, uh, you know, wanted shows mm-hmm. was there was one specifically about like child abductions. Okay, I don't know. Was Ice T in it? No, I don't think it was Ice T. Back to Ice T. Yeah, it was one of our. No, that was good. Yeah, um, Ice T. Perhaps they were drinking it okay. when they were when they were abducted, mm-hmm. or maybe they were listening to it, and that that way they were distracted. Hopefully yeah. not with the stupid Beats headphones. Body count. Just go ahead and burn all those headphones. But they would have times where I remember receiving leaflets in the mail, right, or on like the back of milk cartons, specifically for kids that had been abducted. Uh-huh. And you know, I was a kid. I would read, you know, how they got abducted, mm-hmm. and. Uh, did you, did just, you, uh, just, you sympathize? You well, didn't... not sympathize. Well, I should have sympathized. <laughs> I'm a sociopath, so I don't really know how to do that. But, but I would read them for the primary intention of like mentally noting how they got stolen. And so I could put that back and file it away of, oh, don't do that. I shouldn't be hanging out with my father because the last time <laughs> this child was seen was with, with his, his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And it was like, the, the, I mean, the saddest part about a lot of these was it was a very long time since the children were last seen. Right. Right. It was yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, by the time they're on the back of the milk carton, like, most of us have given up hope. Yeah, like, right. it's been five, six years, and they were only four years old right. when that started, right? I mean, that could, could be clear across the world in no. Russia, 
speaking Russian, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that would help, right? I mean, yeah, if he was I mean, speaking you, French, you it could would probably really... learn Russian in six years if you start at age four. And if you were Russian. Also. <laughs> yeah, because I really, you know, head down. If you were going really fast. Really fast. Like, like, if, a, you're, like if you're Russian. Yeah. You know, there's probably a reason they named their culture that, because otherwise, <laughs> if you were a Sloan, you would <laughs> never learn that language. That suck. Yeah. They were like, look at that Sloan over there. He still can't <laughs> talk. Or have our bad Russian accents. Das vidanya. Das vidanya. Does that mean goodbye? Yeah, I think so. Oh, look at that. It's my one of two words. Niet. I can sing that Beatles song. You say goodbye. I say hello. Except Wait, are you telling but, me but what to say right now? Like the two, am I Lenin or are you Stalin? No, I'm I'm Paul. Oh okay. no, like literally. <laughs> yeah, those Russians, they are they are wild. But they're Lenins and yeah. they're they stars. I remember when I remember when Paul met Lenin and started communism. Yeah, they were I mean that's that's when I stopped listening to the Beatles once I realized just how much they really pushed the Russian Federation agenda. Um and they uh I mean, wasn't it one of them? I mean, I Karl Marx was their first drummer, and he then was, they got Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good old Marx. He was he was a wild man on the drums, yeah. wanting to uh, um, to to share his notes with everyone <laughs> um, evenly, right? So he was like, he like we a drum need, manifesto. Exactly. He's like, we need quarters and then sixteenths, yeah. <laughs> but they must divide evenly for the people of Russia. God, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. That, at least not that kind. Yeah. We are the worthless kind of doctors here. Yeah. We, have you ever seen Lost? The show? Yeah. The show Lost. I've seen an episode. You, did you see the first episode when the plane crashes? I Actually, that was one of the only episodes I've seen. Yeah. So I, I watched that show and had, had an epiphany. I realized the only person worth anything on that show was the medical doctor. And I realized that if I were on that plane and I had survived the crash, that all of my schooling and training would be completely worthless yeah right yeah. although i have always wanted to well first of all i've never been in a plane where they yell is there a doctor on the plane <laughs> but i've really wanted to be in that circumstance right yeah and then i could have just come running down the hall and be like is it is it viscous or is it inviscid yeah. <laughs> how would you like what sort of boundary conditions are we talking about here is it periodic are we setting initial no flow non-flow and then the person, and then the someone dies. And then someone dies. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oops. Oh my God. Egg <laughs> on my face. I'm really sorry, guys. I really thought you wanted somebody to solve numerical <laughs> differential equations. Um, yeah, but it just turns out that people aren't as, aren't as interested in sort of your, like the rapid computational solutions as compared to saving a life yeah defibril yeah. defibrillate defibr yeah, defibrillation defibrillation yeah that's a funny word defibr um, myocardial infarction that means Bless heart attack you. oh yeah <laughs> sorry one more time <laughs> i thought you sneezed <laughs> myocardial infarction mm. yeah it's a lot of syllables and that just means heart attack. I, th that, I think so, or, or maybe some kind of maybe like a arrhythm, an a, a a bad rhythm. 
Oh, okay. Like, Someone without rhythm. Right. <laughs> a white person. He's got rhythm, mm-hmm. rhythm, <laughs> rhythm. Heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it goes. Too. Right. Oh, that was one of my favorite songs from the a 20s. Um. What was so innovative about that song was how short it was. Right? I know. You know? They were English. They were, what, they were they were they were English. They were English. I, I think the Beatles were really influenced by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was during their swinging uh, phase. <laughs> swinging heart attack their phase. Their swinging heart attack phase. Where it was like, heart attack, just heart. kidding. Heart attack. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, really this time? No. It was like the beetle that cried wolf. But like, what would get a beetle down, right? Yeah. Like, what would really just fucking get at their core? I think pesticide. Pesticides. They'd probably sure. be like, yeah. look at this really delicious stamen. Oh. Yeah. It mm-hmm. probably tastes like licking soap, right? Like, like it's not yeah, something the, that'll the kill you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not something that'll kill you, right. but it's a taste that you will not be able to get out of your mouth. This, did you ever have soap in your mouth if you said bad words as a kid? I didn't. Did you? Uh, my parents didn't, but my babysitter did. Your you par- your babysitter did it to you? Yeah, yeah. She uh, she put soap in my mouth if I said a bad word. I don't remember what the word was. It was, was probably, she? I don't know. How do you not remember what the word was? <laughs> you had soap in your mouth. I, well, <laughs> um, was she Mary Poppins? Uh, no, she gives sugar to help the medicine go down. Now, when you say given sugar. <laughs> You talking about like a twenties given sugar reference, or you <laughs> like, hey, sugar tits, hey, sugar tits, and she just like pops one out, and you're like, whoa, all right, I'll take whatever well, you want me to take. And she like jams a bar of soap, and you're like, oh, she got me a girl, oh, damn, oh, God, that would be such such a nefarious woman. Shows a nipple, then jams a, like ramrods of bar of soap into a child's mouth. Oh, uh, you know what she probably did? She was probably. Um, She's probably doing that to, to make sure that you weren't going to grow up and be a womanizer, right? So that yeah, because probably what I said was "Hey, sugar tits." Yeah. when I was five, right? Because I mean, for the first at that point, you spent almost the majority of your life drinking milk from from boobs. I think up until age yeah four and a half. Wow, that is nice. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah, let me. A man can dream, Paul. <laughs> A man can dream. Yeah, because say you've got a wife or just a... Let's say. Let's say. Let's say you got a wife, let's mm-hmm. say, or even a sugar mama, <laughs> if you wow, will. Wow, that just really takes on a whole new meaning if, now. If, if you will. In context. And, um, you know, she's pregnant and she's producing a lot of milk for the baby. Right. I would think that evolution... You'd, you'd go for some. Yeah. Evolutionary yeah. speaking, evolutionarily speaking, the, the glandular development of milk would be such that it errs on the side of more than less right and you've got yeah. all that good milk i mean you're not going to just pour it down the drain or like spray it at it at each other right during a wild sex party <laughs> i would rather get nutrients from it right yeah i'm sure that shit is rich yeah squirt it in your coffee <laughs> i don't even drink coffee but i would, <laughs> I would if, if i would love a me, latte if somebody told me <laughs> there is boob i guess all milk is boob milk but there is not soy milk there is human boob milk in here and i'd be like are you shitting me and then i would take a long big gulp and i'd be like that is good that is a tasty latte that is a tasty latte yeah i would get it spicy though i'd that would be helpful if you had like a wife that was indian or thai or something like (laughs) that (laughs) 
she can just she can control it she'll just ask you like she can just yeah like, uh, she say, medium spicy medium hot spice, spicy right. no spicy and you're like um <laughs> and then you have to do that thing where you like you're making eye contact with your friends like do they, do they normally go too much spice or not enough spice <laughs> and you're like if i if i say medium is that medium or is that going to be hot or dairy is a good thing to drink when you're combating spice yeah it's a good point so it'd be strange to mix the two here's a question for you that would you do this in public what do you feel about you mean if i just put it in like a uh like a little flask so people knew i was just (laughs) hitting something but not what and i was like i'm taking i'm taking a sip off the old nip and they were like Huh. <laughs> and then I give them a wink and they're like, huh? And then I give them like another wink and they're like, huh? And then I finally like gr- like shape my hand <laughs> and cup it like, a, like I'm holding a breast. And they're like, that's weird. Right. That's well, really weird. No, because then you would look at them and say, it's totally natural. What are you staring at? Right. Oh, you mean actually <laughs> breastfeeding. Right. Yeah. No, I would. I, yeah, I, I don't making. think. You know what? I think there will come a point where once women have gone through, gotten all the privileges Assuming the state of equality, assuming the, the state of equality, equality is perfect, yeah. mm-hmm. I think the men will probably feel a little bit more comfortable taking some of that back and being like, "Hey, you know what? My wife, she's making the milk. She's making a little extra. Don't want to go to waste. <laughs> this is beautiful. This is this is beautiful." And and the French do it, so it's okay. Yeah, you can't do it in Sweden though, because that shit freezes up. No man, it's, it's like milkshakes. <laughs> Really, that yeah, exactly. <laughs> that song was a hit in Sweden because Their they life live it. Is better than yours, damn right. Is better than yours. I could cheat you, but I have to. Char- yeah. No, the Swedish milkshakes—they are. Gosh, tasty. that sounds like a something you shouldn't look up on Urban Dictionary. Right. No, I don't do it, especially if your boss or parents are around yeah or both <laughs> be really weird. or if your parents are your bosses that yeah it's probably the way it is in norway it's probably the way it is in norway because norwegians <laughs> never leave their houses because it's why so would you? cold, it's whole, cold yes, yeah it's freezing cold cold out there i sure hope you get some listeners in scandinavia right i hope this like i hope somebody is like googling something i've got a phenomenal idea what i'm okay. gonna do is i'm gonna go on ikea mm-hmm. i'm gonna get one of my cs friends mm-hmm. to make me a bot to go on Ikea mm. and rate every single product and then have a link to my podcast. Yeah. They won't detect that. I think it's a really swell idea. Oh, man. Amongst the ideas you've had during this conprov. We will blow up in Norway. And you know how we will tell? We will get like an extra thousand listeners. And they're like, the entire country yeah. of Norway <laughs> is now listening. And we're like, oh, you, you, you guys had a thousand, you guys had a thousand people. <laughs> You're like, no, oh, yeah. thanks, but you no thanks. Like doubled in size in the last like five years. Yeah. It's impressive. Um, so as, you know, uh, coming out of my bachelorhood state and going into my pre-wed state, you know, okay. I, I think this podcast is really going to help me bring a lot of very good ideas to the table. You know, Who, when to I whose s- table? To my fiance's table. Okay. About uh, breastfeeding options. Right. Um, this has been educational. This has been totally educational because I really think, you know, I think there's nothing more worrisome than a mother trying to breastfeed her own child for the first time. And, you know, I wouldn't mind helping out, (laughs) right? To sort of like, hey, imagine... Prime the pump. Exactly. Like prime the pump a little bit. Like you can't get down to the oil well and think you're going to have oil spewing for the first time. Right. Black gold. (laughs) This would be like white gold. (laughs) White gold. (laughs) White gold. 
Um, that's actually there's gold in them there titties. There's gold in them in them in them mountains and them scenic mountains. Um, Colorado ain't flat, folks. Yeah, Colorado, lots of uh, lots of white mountains here, and uh, I think with that we will call it. All right. So cool. thanks again, everyone, for listening. Uh, this is Conprov. Can I put my website in there too? Absolutely, Paul. Go to uh, inside dot mines. That's m i n e s dot e d u slash tilde p c o n s t a n. I know it's a really awful URL. <laughs> it's perfect. What are you, you talking can, about? You All of those characters are now <laughs> locked in my brain for the rest of time. So, um, so another another solid show. Anything else to plug, Paul? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Doctor Paul Enomial. That's clever. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's all I got. Cool, man. Well, thanks again. Always yeah. a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, thanks to you, and. Abby, and your loveliness for coming to visit me in Colorado. Oh, absolutely, man. Anytime. So this is uh, Paul and Sean saying goodbye. Goodbye.